The following podcast is presented by Ensign Services, Inc., a company engaged in the business of providing contracted for administrative and back office type support services to post-acute healthcare clients. Ensign Services provides accounting, human resources, compliance, legal, risk management, information technology, training, construction support, and other such miscellaneous services to its clients. These contracted for services are available to be utilized at the sole discretion of its clients. References within the podcast to the company and its activities, as well as the use of the terms we, us, its, our, and similar terms used during the discussion are not meant to imply that Ensign Services, Inc. or the Ensign Group, Inc. has any direct operational control, supervision, or direction of the independently operated post-acute healthcare entities. Barry, good to see you. You've been working out? Uh, no. No? Been eating a lot, though. No jazzercise? No. no. Tybo? No, a little bit of... uh, Remember Billy Blanks? I do remember, yeah. Typo? He's like punching and Yeah, he wasn't the insanity. No, no, he was Tybo. Tybo. Yeah. I'm not up on... You you don't have to be up on those like the 90s. (laughs) I try not to work out much. (laughs) That was like 30 years ago. Well, is that why you're wearing a muumuu today? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, Barry, good good to have you here. I'm I'm excited to um, do this podcast. I we we tend to focus these podcasts on things that we see in the field and things that are happening, and you know how how do we address those Mm -hmm. things? And so today, I want to focus. I want to call it today the the field-driven model, or we could call it the field-orchestrated model, that that term that, that the field orchestrates the service center and how that works. And the reason why is I, I'm seeing a lot of conflict around how a field-driven model, uh, you know, where the field orchestrates the service center should work when we're also asking the service center to feel ownership of the operations as a as a does that make sense? The confusion, yeah. like we want the field to orchestrate the service center. Then we're saying to the service center, service center, but be owners. So that's a really fine line. And and do you have you seen this as an issue? Yeah, I mean, I, I we we tend to focus a whole lot on the interaction between EDs in a cluster. Yeah, and then sometimes we talk about the interaction between the DONs in a cluster. I think we sometimes leave out how how we should be effectively interacting with the service center and the field resources. And I think that's a... So you're saying the HR resource is a part of that cluster. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, we, we, and we tend to not think of a cluster that way. We, we just tend to think of the other EDs that, that we're partnered with, and we focus on the financial reviews and, and having time to focus on the culture and and make the insight experience about just those folks. And, and that's, I think, where we're missing a key point. I mean, we our, our table is much bigger than that, and there's other seats at that table that I, I sometimes think we, we either misinterpret or we misunderstand how to effectively engage the other vo- voices, the other, you know, what we, you know, principally like to call owners. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think, so I think it's a, I think it's a fine line you know, to and but a crucial one to understand if we're going to really continue to be a standard for the industry, and 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 one of the important aspects of that are, is really kind of understanding the difference between, um, you know, what we call a field resource and what others might call 
a regional or some sort of an authority yeah. or even a, a consultant. Um, Those are kind of the two errors we make, the regional or authority on one side and the consultant on the other. Right. Yeah. I mean, we we, uh, we either defer to them as our, you know, the, the bosses of the, the experts in our building, our IDT members, or, or you know, we, we maybe sometimes see them as this, you know, this source of expertise that we can draw on and, and we, we treat them like a consultant and then they start to we'll act like one. We'll listen to them when we want to. Yeah. Well, and then it becomes incredibly frustrating when that consultant that we treat them like one uh, doesn't follow through and actually help us execute. And uh, and so, you know, what what's the difference between uh, a resource and a regional or a resource and a consultant and yeah. i think it's all on how we treat them and what voice we give them and and then how we actually rely on them and we know? make mistakes on both sides of that right you're saying we sometimes a cml acts like an authority right sometimes the don feels like they report to the cml yeah when when they don't right but sometimes that cml or clinical resource acts like a consultant like, yeah. this is what I suggest, but it's up to you. You I'm get to decide. This list and, and then yeah. you work on this and and, uh, and then you're like, well, that doesn't help me. I've got, you gave me a list of 8,000 things to do and I can't possibly get to that unless you help me, right? So, I mean, it's just not, it's just not who we are. It's not our model at all. That's not who we, we try to be. We are, the, the results are our boss. And, and, and so all of us should be collectively trying to get to the best results that we can but but we make mistakes in how we treat each other, how we interpret yeah. one another's roles should be in that in this whole process of getting results, and and it can become really really frustrating. So that's a that's a common thing. I, I think um, I think sometimes the problem is we as resources we we either think that we are consultants or we are authorities, right? I mean, and so that's how we act. And I, I think I think the more common error. Personally, I mean, you can disagree with this. I think the more common error is that we think we are consultants, that we're saying, hey, you know, here, here's my suggestion. Here's what, what you should do. But obviously, it's your operation. And, and it is. It is legally their operation, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, so that can be confusing. But I do think I see from time to time, um, uh, you know, maybe a CML or or an AR resource that that sort of says no, th- this is what we're going to do in this cluster in this market, right. and and they sort of act like, uh, and and so that that uh, you know this having the biggest problem be the consultants and uh, you know where they say, hey, I hope you use my ideas and and I hope you listen to me, and then they sort of wash their hands mm-hmm. of of accountability, right? Um, that's kind of confusing, though. It almost feels like if I'm saying it's a field-driven model and I'm reaching out to an AR resource, uh, let me just give you an example that was shared with me. So where where um, someone said, hey, I, I had to let go of my AP person uh, and now I need you as my resource to cover until mm-hmm. I get a new one. Yeah. The, the field is directing right. that person. Now, for the resource to go in there and cover for the field, they have to neglect, you know, 19 other operations. Or we could say the same thing with a clinical resource, right? We see this happen a lot. Hey, my DON quit, or I had to let go of my DON, um, and and so now I need you to fill in. They're, they're directing the yeah. field resource 
And so, so help us with this one. We, we say that the field orchestrates the service center. And, and I've just given an example of an ED orchestrating an AP resource or a clinical resource to come help them in their facility, becoming reliant on them, you know, yes, mm-hmm. but, but help me understand this. Well, look, I, I, I think we got to back up a little bit okay. too, and, and, and even like, you know, understand where the, the frustration might be coming from. And I think in a lot of cases, we're thinking, well, we're thinking about what we hear a lot from even people at the service center. Hey, we work for you, right? We say yeah. that a lot. We work yeah. for you guys, right? And while that's true- We've got your back. We've got your back, right? <laughs> we, Whatever you need, you let us know. We got you, right? And that while that's true, I think w- when we say that yeah. enough, we start to think, well, I, I'm just I'm just here to do their bidding and yeah. whatever they say goes. And sometimes, and I think we, we should probably get into this uh, at some point when we, you know, there, there's things that we don't know uh, that 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 we think are are reality. Yeah. That you know that are what a resource should or shouldn't do, and we and we treat we tend to treat them, you know, ba- based on what we you know these these things that we hear said a lot in the field, which is you know we work for you and we'll do whatever. And so when when we hear that enough. We start to treat them like just a, another one of our employees instead yeah. of or a client or a client, yeah, yeah. or yeah. I look, I'm I'm paying you, so yeah. get over here and do this stuff for me, <laughs> yep. you know. Yeah. And I, I don't know that we treat our employees that way in our facility, right? So I why should not. it be? Why should it be any? <laughs> yeah, why should it be any different with a, a resource? And so, I, I think I think the term orchestrate is an interesting one because. W- you know, there's a big difference between saying, "Hey, I I am orchestrating help." versus I am demanding help, right? Mm. I mean, orchestrating to me means engaging, right? I, I okay. there, So you're still okay, because I use that word a lot. <laughs> what, orchestrate? You, yeah, you, you I like, like the, the word orchestrate. I like orchestrate. that term because, yeah. I mean, to me, what it implies is, hey, someone someone actually cares about the value that I bring and the expertise that I bring, yeah. and they want my advice on how to engage in a solution and help them. And that's a lot different than, hey, you work for me, Right. And, and and while we may say that at the service center, we want people to feel that way. We want them to feel ownership of the outcomes that are happening in the facilities. I don't. I, well, while that's true, I don't think anyone wants to be treated just like another employee. You know, we we try to help resources understand this idea that they need to be a partner, right? And in order to be a partner, they need to have a, a seat at the table or at least a voice and. The, you know, when we when we say we honor the voice of of all of our partners here at Ensign, um, what 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 I think we mean by that is we we care what everyone has to say, and we 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 want to bring that out of them. And you know, when you talk about multipliers and and other principles like that, we we want to get the very best out of people. How how do we do that, Clay? If we're just saying. Hey, I'm in a life safety survey, and you're a construction resource. You need to be planted at my building yeah. this entire survey. That's very common, what you're it saying. Ha- it happens all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. And then when they don't show up for the entire time, we're like, well, our, our resources are horrible. Like, they don't, I, I asked that they be here during our entire survey. Yeah. But they were only here for a day, you know? It doesn't matter what the reason is. That's just what we demand and what and the, we want. And they're doing that with the mentality, the paradigm in their head. But we're a field-driven. I am driving you. I am. You are my paid or- consultant. Exactly. Get over here, <laughs> yeah. right? And, and versus, 
hey man, you're my partner. I'm a little worried. You know, I, I we were looking at our logs, you know, the last couple of weeks preparing for survey and they're not great. Mm-hmm. Can you can you come make sure that we're in decent shape? You know, that's a lot different than I don't know what's going on over here. Just get your butt over here and I want you to be here the whole time, yeah. right? So we're we're almost we're almost creating this culture of consultancy, right? We we're, do. And no one likes we, consultants both anyway, sides right? Create like, it though, right? I mean yeah. the, the 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 cluster or the the E D creates it um in how they treat the resources. Yeah. And the resources created a bit there there is some blame with the resources sure. we fall into what they demand yeah. right like we, yeah because we want to please them so much we want our, our our ratings to be good we want to make sure that you know people are happy with us you know we 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 don't want to get fired because we know if an ed or a don complains enough that we, we probably aren't going to be deemed as effective so, right so i had recently a cluster um a, a resource in a cluster and a uh, and an ED in a cluster, and the ED says to the resource, "I don't, we don't want you in our cluster meetings. Like this is just for EDs." Right. So let's say it's an HR resource, right. right? What do you say to the ED and what do you say to the HR resource in that scenario? So yeah, that's that's it's so hard to hear, right? Like because as a resource, it's kind of a lonely world you live in, right? You yeah, you're not really part of any one cluster. Sometimes, um, sometimes you span two clusters. You right. don't really get invited to any formal meetings unless you know there's a a, a, a field. Something that's Cluster in your purview. Yeah, right. Like, hey, but all this, the... this HR resource wants to be in that meeting, well, and the e- and the ED, the cluster leader, is saying, "No, we don't want you in this meeting." So yeah. there's, there's corrections that need to happen on both, or advice that needs to be given to the ED and to the resource. Right, because I mean, we want our resources to care deeply about the results of, but not just one building, multiple buildings, right? Mm-hmm. That they're that they're serving. And we want them to serve. We we use that term a lot. We want you to serve these leaders, and we want you to be you know trusted and valued. And yeah. but but we also teach our resources that that, that trust has to be earned, yes. right? And so so you don't get invited to the meeting. Yes, that's that's horrible or or sad or whatever not you want right. to make it not yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe, um, but 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 maybe. Maybe step back for a minute and realize that sometimes they don't need you at that meeting, right? So, so maybe you don't need to be at every meeting. And can, can you get past being hurt about not being invited to every meeting and get back to what we really need you to be concerned about, which are the outcomes, right? Yeah. The results that are having. But that said, we know for you to be effective, you need to be at some of those meetings. And so, how how do you do that? That that's a that's an importantly delicate process, but one that can't, can't really be, you know. We again, we 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 don't like the term regional clay, right? Yeah. We say don't 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 uh, don't call yourself a regional or don't yeah. act like whenever you can't go in there and tell a building what to do. But we do want them to be trusted and to be a backstop and to to be called upon to come to some of those meetings, so that when we're struggling with results in AR or or turnover, they they desperately rely on your expertise to come up with solutions, right? So, but that takes time, right? Yeah. And where it shouldn't be demanded is when there's a urgent issue and 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 now I need you because we've fallen on our face and we haven't proactively been reaching out and looking for for ways to solve some of these issues as we go along. And now the issue is urgent in a survey and I need you here right now. Or now I've had to fire my DON yeah. and I need you to come and take over. So look, I you know what I'm talking about here is a is this balance between 
being trusted and then inserting yourself when you when you need to uh, even when you're not necessarily invited and that's hard that's hard to do but it takes some understanding on the part of our field leaders to to really decide what they want from these field resources right do you want do you want a consultant? Do you want someone on demand that you can call on whenever, wherever, and fill in? Um, and because, if you, because that's what you're you're creating with your with how you run your operation, yeah. right? And look, sometimes crazy things happen, right? And I'm not talking about that necessarily, but but if we structure our operations such that you know when when there is a struggle and AP and there's absolutely no backup, and we're fully reliant on the service center to fill that gap, then we've made a mistake there somehow. Yeah. And we can't let our frustration with that gap we've created be directed totally to the service center. And and if you pull that AP person in and it destroys, I mean, not destroys, it shouldn't destroy, but if it, if it negatively affects 19 other operations to help you, the, the, the resource as an owner, as a partner, as not, as not a consultant, needs to be able to say, hey, I have accountability in a lot of these places. I want to help yeah. you out. But if the greater good is, or or, or if, it, if it, I should even say, if it becomes worse because I come spend all my time in your operation and then 18 other operations mm-hmm. drop, that's a problem. It is there. a problem. It is a problem. And 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 what what it boils down to is again what do we want right like so if 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 we know and we do know this our industry is is guaranteed to create uh, urgent situations that require yeah. you know lots of help emergencies <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, stuff's going to happen and we're going to need help and and but but um, in order for us to properly, you know, plan and, and and be prepared for things like that, we've got to have people that are really willing to want to come to our aid when those things happen. How, how am I going to really want to help you, Clay, own your results at your building if I'm constantly being treated like, you know, someone who's unimportant? Yeah. You don't want me at your meetings. You constantly tell me that. You tell me, hey, I don't, we don't need you here, yeah. right? Uh, but when you, especially if that's the standard rule, which right. it is in some cases, no, we don't want anybody. Okay, I'll just sit here on the bench and let me know if you need yeah. me. <laughs> I think I think really what it boils down to is we we in the field, you know, to defend our resources uh, a bit more here. If if what we want is consistent, proactive help, we need to we need and and avoid some of these situations that are more urgent and 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 crazy. Sometimes as a result of our own complacency, mm-hmm. then then we have to we have to kind of get outside of our comfort zone, which is we get really comfortable and it gets really easy to trust the other EDs around us or the other DONs in our cluster. It's a little harder sometimes to invite someone new to the table, right? Like, because maybe they're they're not around us enough and it's just, I don't know, it's kind of awkward and we don't want them to sit around for our whole meeting and okay, fine. If you don't want them there the whole time, don't have them there the whole time, but have them there for some of the time, right? But we got we have to remember what we want though, too, right, Clay? We can't just say we want great turnover, but we're never going to engage our resources that can right. help us see what the best practices are in some of these other markets and clusters that we don't maybe have purview to. I mean, these people spend their days worrying about the specific things in AR 
that that we don't. We spend a few minutes a day on it. They spend all day on it. Yeah. And so if we if we want results and we want consistently good results, having them have a seat at the table and and earn and having them earn that our trust and us having us being able to you know and them earning our trust. We we do need to engage them a little differently, and that, I'm not I'm not advocating we have them at all of our cluster meetings right. all the time, but we need we do need to engage them a little differently than sometimes uh, than how we sometimes do, which is come when there's a problem and come only then, yeah. right? And then because you know when when that's the mindset, then uh, you know as a resource, if I want to get results and I'm not going to be invited to the table and there is an urgent problem, when I get there. If I'm an aggressive resource, I'm just going to say, look, I'm a consultant now. You're going to do what I say, and yeah. I want you, or I'm a, even a regional. I want you to listen to what I'm going to say, and I'm even going to step in. I'm going to run this thing because you can't, right? And and that gets frustrating to the leader. Like, whoa, whoa, just give me what I want. Don't give me what you think I need, right? And, yeah. and um, so I, I don't know. I, I think we got to ask that question, what we want. Do we want, do we want? you know, great outcomes consistently in all these areas that our resources are supposed to be helping us with. And if so, I think we need to be thinking clearly about how we're engaging them because I think we we take somewhat of a complacent approach when it comes to that. We don't want them at our meetings a lot and we don't invite them and or we want them to just step in when we have a problem. Don't don't you see, I mean, when you look back on our history and you look at places like Idaho where we struggled and Arizona, believe it or not, where we struggled, I was there, mm-hmm. you were there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like a real turnaround happened when the, when the field leadership learned to engage their resources, learned to engage. Idaho, I think in particular, when they learned to truly partner with their clinical partners and, and Arizona, they, they made their resources feel like a part of the cluster and like they were a part of the, yeah. the organization. So, so to kind of summarize what you were just saying, I almost feel like, and, and correct any of this if you want, I almost feel like your advice to the ED uh, that is not allowing resources in is to say, look, you, you do get to decide who attends these cluster meetings, but just know that you'll you'll reap what you sow. If you're if you're keeping them, you know, out of the sunlight, if you're not letting them flourish, if you're not letting them see the issues, if you're not helping build empathy. I know I keep using HR resources and they'll just do that to keep it simple. If you're not if you're not building up empathy with the HR resources and helping them to see the holistic picture, that's exactly the advice you're going to get when you do pull them in. And then the other side of that, the other side of the question that I said, okay, well let's ask um oh, you know, what do you say to the resource? I'm constantly saying become a person that they can't live without. Yeah. Like, like if, if they're like, if somebody's telling me, I don't want you at these meetings, I can whine and moan and complain and say, they're not letting me be a partner. I think what I automatically do is think, gosh, why don't they want me? Like, what, what is it that I need to change so that they are, are clamoring for me to attend as many of these meetings as I possibly can? Yeah. And I think I think if I'm looking at that like an owner, um, that's you know that's that's going to happen a lot more naturally. Well, and let me I mean, let me harp on the resources a little bit to that end, Clay, because okay. I think that's a great point. I mean, you know, we I've 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 been saying, hey, you know, EDs and DONs, invite them, right? Bring them to the table, but. But man, as a resource, what are you doing to add value to those meetings, right? When you do get the chance to, you know, show up and yeah. be invited, 
are you prepared? Are, are you are acting you, like a consultant? Right. Are you, yeah. Are you, or are you just kind of, yeah. Are you, are you giving them what they want to hear even, right? Yeah. Because sometimes we just, we show up and we so badly want to be trusted. We just tell them things that they, we think they yeah. want to hear. And yeah. we're not telling them the things that they really need to hear. Right. Yeah. So are you, are you, are you, when you go show up with data, show, show up with things that, Hey, we got to fix this stuff. Right. Like here's, here's some, here's some, and we have such great access to data now. Be prepared with that. Show up and and show show the red flags, but then also be prepared to say, "Hey, look, here's what we can do about this, right?" And and we we've got an approach we can take. Here's some best practices that I brought with me. Here's some discussion points that we should debate as a group on how we want to do this. I can't do this alone, right? But how are we as a cluster now? gonna you know solve these issues because we can and here's how right you, you included a lot of points in there that i think are really because if you just do some of if you just like i love showing up with the data i love showing the score get, present the learn to present the information in a way that it can't be ignored right mm -hmm. but if that's all you do and you're just then you almost just become a stress on yeah. the meeting you become you know what i call a dump truck partner that says yeah. hey you've got to fix this you've got but if you're presenting the data, showing this and saying, by the way, this is how me and my team can help you. Right. We can really help here. We can't pull it off, but, but we can tow some of this stuff away. It's, it's the story that I always think of that you told in the first podcast of Laird Washburn, right? Coming in and dumping on you and saying, you've got to fix this, you've got to fix that. And you felt like you had just been run over by a dump truck. Mm -hmm. And then day two... Laird shows up with a van of his people and mm. becomes a tow truck. Right. Says, here, let me help you. So as a resource, I like all of those things. Bring data, present it to them in a way that it can't be ignored, that's going to shock the system and help them see changes that need to be made, and then help them know how you can partner with them to make some of those changes. Yeah. I would think, I mean, you and I have a unique perspective where we've both been field operators and service center employees. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. so we see both aspects of this. Yeah. And I mean, going back to that, Clay, when you were in a facility and you had you had a problem mm -hmm. and I was there at Waverly. I've had a few of those. That was yeah. day two or three for me when I was like, whoa, he does have a lot of problems. Do you, here. <laughs> do you remember what you said? You were day three and you had just come from Sprint yeah. and you were day three of your CIT program. And I was in the middle of the immediate jeopardy. And you said, hey can I help you negotiate a phone contract or something? <laughs> That's all I knew, Clay. That's all I knew. I totally remember that. <laughs> but, but like, I just think when you're in, especially when you're in those kind of situations, yeah. who are the, I, you know, I think we can all sit back and think who, who, who we can think of really great resources. Like I, I, if you just take a minute and think, who are the best resources I've ever worked with? What 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 are they like? What does that look like, right? Yeah. And and we need we we need to we need to you know kind of remind ourselves of this because I it's a hard it's a hard thing for a, a resource to really understand how to get to that Christy Leith status, right? Where everyone's yeah. like, she's amazing, you know, yeah. we love her. And as a resource, you get tired of hearing, like, how, why is she so? Why do they keep <laughs> saying that about her? Why? What makes her so great? And you know, as I think about, and she's one of my favorite resources, I actually, you know, relied on her heavily during a really difficult time at Desert Sky. I was right behind you with my problems, yeah. right? I learned quickly that, you know, it, Clay, Clay wasn't unique and that he would fail a few times. Thank and, heavens. But in those moments where I'm, you know, in major trouble and have major challenges, I had this resource who had this uncanny ability to tell me the truth 
about the situation that I was in in a kind and thoughtful way to offer really good constructive help, but really put it in my hands, right? Like she wasn't saying, I'm going to fix everything. What she did say was, I'm going to be here for a few days because you need it. Yeah. And we've got some work to do in your MDS office, but you also have these issues on the floor. And and I know this all sounds overwhelming. Let's make this list together and let's talk about what you need to do to fix this. And, and, and if you had said, I need you to stay for three, she would say, I can't, I can't do that. I've got, a, yeah. I own this entire organization. And she and, was clear about that from the beginning. Like, I am yeah. not going to be your MDS person, Barry, right? Nor am I going to be your DON. So don't ask those questions because yeah. those aren't helpful. Yeah. What I am going to do is help you see what the issues are and we're going to start working on them. And it starts with people. You've got some of the wrong people here. Yeah. And I can't tell you, you know, who to fire, but I'll tell you what the issues are. And, and, but, but she was so thoughtful and, but so helpful and so truthful, right? She never told me what I wanted to hear because most of what she said, I didn't want to hear, right? It was all really hard to hear. And that's hard to do when you're a consultant because you don't want to rub the people you serve the wrong way. Right. Yeah. But she wanted to teach me. She wanted me to, there was a bunch of stuff that, you know, I didn't have any idea about Mm -hmm. that she needed me to understand and needed me to understand clearly. She needed me to understand that the danger of the situation we were in, the, the, you know, the important, you know, aspects of what needed to be changed. But then, you know, she was so helpful and thoughtful about, we wrote down plans, like what, it, let, write down your steps now, Barry, here's what, here's, here's what I see. And what do you think you need to do? Right. And, and I, you know, it was, it was, it was like, I, but, and then I knew like, she said, look, you can call me anytime I'm going to, and I'll come if you need me to. And I'll be here to you, for you to bounce your ideas off. And there's other people. Here's another resource you don't know. You need to get to know them. They can help you with this. Here's another resource. You, you're new here. You yeah. need to know them. So I know we all have resources that are incredibly helpful in that way. They they know how to come in and help command a situation without taking over. Right. Mm-hmm. They know how to be an effective backstop, without you know being the backup solution. Right. Like, hey, I, I'm I'm here to help you see some things clearly. Now that doesn't mean I have I can I have the bandwidth to come in here and take over for you, but I'm gonna help you for a while, right? A little so, bit. So you'd say field leaderships know how to use your resources the right way according to the model. And a resources don't be a victim to field yeah. leadership. Like know how to be a resource and I mean, not a consultant exactly. and not a regional. Exactly. And guess what happened? No victims. I, I mean, we had Christy at every meeting we could possibly get her at, you know, I yeah. mean, because she was so, she, she earned that trust by, by being yeah. clear and open and, and uh, not being a regional and not being a consultant either. Right. Yeah, but she, she was a partner. She was a partner, an absolute partner that we knew we could rely on and trust. And yeah. that that's the aim for a resource and a service center uh, employee is we we've got we've got to like be able to provide such value that like a a a, a field leader would almost be willing to pay out of their pocket for it right like they see it yeah. as so valuable yeah that they want to reach to their wallet and say how what do I owe you for this right like yeah. how do I, because you you've been so thoughtful about bringing me objective data and giving me great insights but also leaving me understanding that I can call you again for help without having to have you come in and take over the whole thing. Because I know you can't. I, I know the other facilities absolutely must need you, right? The way I feel like, I, yeah. would I want you here full-time? Yes, I would love for you to come and take over you know, this area that you're so good at. 
But I also know my other cluster partners desperately need that help and, and advice yeah. also and insight uh, and truth. Um, and because I, I trust you, I, and now I know I can call you. And, and now that I see the situation I'm in, I got to figure out how we're going to get you more involved in our clusters so we see some of these things more proactively. So both from the field leader side, if that's what we want, that's the kind of relationship we want with a resource, yeah. we have to create it, right? Yeah. Um, even when we have a resource that may not be quite that good, right? We we still have to create it. We have to yeah. we have to invest in them the same way we invest in our own employees, right? We want we them. We can to, create Christy Leeds. We can. Yeah. We can. And she, she didn't. She would tell you she didn't get there on her own, right? Yeah. Uh, I hate to make this the Christy Leeds yeah. show, but I mean there are there are <laughs> dozens of resources just like her, like John Anderson, and you know I I could name a a, yeah. a, a million clinical resources and AR resources and. I mean, th- these are people that have just, you know, found a way to really like invest in our outcomes and our our, our results, le- the, and care the same way we care. And it's right? such a great thing. I'm. Mean, I, I, it's funny. The thought just came to me as we're talking. I I always think about how, I don't know, kind kind of lonely Christopher felt at the beginning of this organization, mm-hmm. and the hunger that he had to bring in partners to help shoulder the burden. Right. And as they came on and how, you know, again, you, you want to push Christopher's buttons, talk to him about the good old days. Yeah. I never want to go back to those good old days, but it, it's a blessing when you, when you can create partners out of people, it only blesses you and, and to, to spend that time and invest in them. If, if you understand what, why John, uh, you know, if you know some of these John Anderson and, and, yeah. and Christy Lees and, and you know, you know, you know, the list goes on and on. Be like that, right? Don't. They didn't get that way because they sat back and said, "When am I going to get invited to a meeting?" You know, <laughs> how come nobody calls nobody me for calls anything? Me. Yeah. Or you know, how come? How come all they want me to do is come in and you know run that position for them? And they're well, because you haven't proven that you can do anything but that. Right? And you haven't clarified those expectations, and you haven't acted like a partner. Right. This is happening because you've tolerated it. Yeah. Be, be, think of yourself in the in their shoes as a resource. What do they want? What do they need? Right? Yeah. They may be saying, hey, I need you to come in here and sit in the building during survey. That's not really what they need. What they need is, I don't feel comfortable that we're anything we're, we're, we're anything like we should be right now. And I don't feel comfortable that we're going to be good in terms of our outcomes and life safety. So I need you to come sit in here and provide the logs and, you know, you know, explain why our temps are higher in certain parts of the building that, because I, I have no confidence that we have systems there and, and that maybe that's my fault. But I don't have, I still don't have confidence. Well, yeah. so if I'm that resource, what does that mean? Well, that means, that means I haven't really helped him or her understand the good that we've been doing. And I'm not coming in to justify myself, but I need to find a better way to, to like give comfort to what I think I know is true, which is we're in great shape and they yeah. don't even know it. Uh, or we're in bad shape and I've done a pretty bad job of making sure they're survey ready. And so I need to find a better way to help our leaders know that they can trust what we're trying to do here, right? Yeah. And that that takes a lot of thought and time, but you've got to create that trust and you can't sit back and say, well, I'd like to do a lot of great things. I'm just waiting for the invite. Yeah, that's, again, that's, that's not what, I mean, ownership means 
that that this is on you no victims right yeah the 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 opposite i don't know if this is true but uh, i i sort of feel like the opposite of the feeling of ownership is is to be play the victim Mm -hmm. these things are happening to you and it's outside of your control and and uh as a leader you you know your, your resources you have to own the effectiveness of your resources as a resource you need to own that invite to the table and that's not by owning i don't mean demanding it right yeah you need to own you need to say have i been effective as a as a resource, have I been effective at uh, at being invited to the table? If you're not being invited to the table, the question you have yeah. to ask yourself is yeah. is you know why not? Um, I, I, I think I kind of just want to finish with um, you know my my good old Roy Christensen uh, used to used to always talk about the the four different categories of the things that you know right he'd say there are the things that you know that you know there are the things that you know that you don't know and it's easy to so the things that you know that you know you you um, you know you share hey resources this is what we're doing this is where we're going you communicate the things you know you don't know hey resources I need your help hey cluster partners I need your help. Can you teach me? I Can don't you know teach how to me? Those, do an effective staffing schedule. Those right? relationships are easy. Yeah. Now the things you don't know that you don't know, and as a resource, uh, you know, I, I've I've always made the mistake of saying, "Well, I go where the field asks me to go." Well, sometimes the field doesn't know what they don't know, and they don't know the things that. So you need to be a lot more assertive as a partner, mm-hmm. right? For the thing, the last question I want to ask you is what he said is the fourth category of knowledge, and that's the the, the scariest one, the most dangerous one, and those are the things that you know that aren't really so. Mm-hmm. The things that the field, the the ED thinks is true, that isn't really so, or even the things that the resource thinks are true but aren't really mm-hmm. so. A- any comments on the the relationship there between the resource and the field in a field orchestrated model for the things that you know that aren't really so yeah well and i think it's a two-way street too because sometimes the resources aren't always the experts they think they are in every area if they they just listen to me everything (laughs) would be solved well i mean i'll I'll give you an example i mean we i just we had an ed uh recently leave the organization and and uh and uh one of the things he mentioned as a source of frustration is that uh, an AR resource left the organization a few years ago. And ever since then, their AR results have, have dipped and slided and, and, and gotten worse. And his point was, one, uh, you know, we, we, we let this happen. And it's a shame that we let a, a leader leave the organization and we didn't do enough to attract. And I, I'm thinking, well, we who? Like, yeah, who's we? That's exactly what and, popped and, into my and, head. And who's the, we? And the second part of that was, and now our results have slid because this person is, is gone. So we were entirely dependent on this resource to drive our results. And yep. that's really frustrating to sit back as a leader and see all this happening to me, right? Now, I know this isn't a common mentality that we share, but... It's a little too common, though. It's It was so scary I, to me to think, oh, gosh, the whole this whole thing is, like, really not good, right? Like, the whole mentality yeah. around this, like, I don't own my own results, a resource does, and since... The service center didn't do a good enough job to keep that resource. Now the rest of us are paying for it. You know, it's just like, what is happening? Yeah. Like I live in, this is the antithesis of what we try to be. But my, my, I guess to answer your question, Clay, you know, there, there's a lot of this confusion that exists. I think that we use as a comfortable, warm blanket to, of excuses. Uh, and, 
and but and, you wrap around your ego to protect you from right. your ego. And because we're, because why? Be, well, because we we are clearly afraid of having real open debates and conflict and transparency and concern for one another. And that that's the shame in it all. It's not about this resource or this ED. What 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 I learned from that that comment was we don't have a level of openness here in my market or cluster that he's in that we can't be truly open and honest with each other in a in a real and meaningful way to the to the point where the resources left and I've left now I'm now leaving and and our mentality around who owns the results is really just kind of everyone but our own and as a as a so uh, you know two sides to this as a resource i i would say you know you you've got to get better at partnering with the field if there's a message to take out of this you have to embrace understanding understanding what being a trusted partner means right that means be proactive and assertive and not passive and full of excuses if we're hearing the comment that but they won't invite me to the meetings uh-huh. there's only one person that's responsible for that and that's you they're not inviting the one not you being invited you're yeah. that's your problem <laughs> you've yeah. got to solve that you're not trusted enough to be invited what are you going to do about yeah. it right now the message to the field leaders is a little different i mean we we've got to care more about partnering with these resources too this is what they eat live and drink every day yeah. right and so we've got to encourage them and be open with them and we've got to nurture that relationship in, in, in a different way than maybe we have been. But that means we have to be more transparent and even more trusting than we have been. We Hopefully, we don't hire a bunch of bad people that are trying to make us all look bad and create <laughs> obstacles for us. Hopefully, bad our, our resources are trusted people, it, it, at least in the fact that they've got some expertise that we rely on. Now, maybe we don't trust them on a personal level yet, but w- that's not going to happen on its own unless we create an environment for that to happen. And that means we've got to get better about bringing them to the table and treating them like a clustered partner, not like a paid consultant and not like someone to come in and take over as a regional consultant when our AR is bad, when where, where's my AR resource? She's not in here fixing this all the time, you know? Yeah. And, and that's not what we need either. We need a partnership there, right? We need a two-way back and forth that's full of debate and honesty and and when, as a resource, if I know this ED is clearly out to lunch and what they're thinking about in terms of, hey, this this leader you have here is not good, and I've tried to find ways to explain that to you, but you don't want to listen. But because I work for you, I don't really want to tell you the truth any further than I have because I don't want to risk you getting angry with me and giving me negative feedback. Yeah. So. That's the hardest category. The, you know, the things that we we don't know that aren't so, you know, or... or the things that we know sorry. that aren't really so. Yeah, the things that we... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's a scary one because, Clay, you know, we, we, we're we having to challenge leaders and tell them that their mindset or their what they think they know is wrong. Yeah. And that's not a comfortable space to live in. Yeah. But it's a one it's one we absolutely have to live in, right? We we th- those are the situations that can cause the greatest damage, right? Where where you know, we're we're living in this la la land of 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 ignorant of, bliss, ig- or, ignorant bliss yeah. right? And we're 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 in great danger of yeah. of having a slip in our results. And especially when you you know, consider that might be clinically, 
you know, we, we've, we've got to be able to be not just a backstop, but an absolute, you know, voice of warning and red flag at the table, but, but do it in a way where we can, I mean, I go back to Christy, you know, she had a way of telling me the absolute truth without sugarcoating it in a way that I knew she cared about me enough to say it and then thoughtful enough to and you grew to trust her. Yeah. And, but thoughtful enough to stick around and, and get, help me with ideas on how yeah. to fix it. She never left without me feeling like there was a plan that mm. I knew what to do. Right. Um, and that, that's, that's something our resources need to get better at. Right. Don't give me a list. Don't tell me you're going to come in and take over everything. Yeah. Tell me the truth and let's, let's come up with a plan with how to fix it and get better, right? What are the best practices or what are the changes I need to make or help help me see what I need to see to talk to my cluster partners and get their involvement in this too, right? So, um it that that's a that's a that's a dangerous and scary one, Clay, because I think sometimes we just we just, you know, when you when you live in this ignorant bliss, like you mentioned, it's it's hard to come off of that sometimes because you don't want to know the truth sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, Barry, this has been great. And actually, as you're talking about creating, you know, resources and trusting them, we actually have, we're getting ready to do a four-part podcast on Trust and Inspire. I know, riveting. <laughs> Ooh, get your popcorn. But but just how important that is as a leader to be able to inspire people by trusting people and, and extending smart trust and other things like that. And you know that when we truly live what the field-driven, what the field-orchestrated model should be, you see it successfully operating. You see, you see what happens in Arizona. You see what happens in in Idaho and other places, and uh, where where it's truly lived. You see a real transition happen. So I'm really hoping that that every leader and every resource listens to this podcast and really thinks, okay, what do I need to change and adapt so that I'm I'm back to the model. So thanks, Barry. Appreciate your time. Thanks. Great being here. And thank you, Connor, for staring at the wall while we talked. Did you fall asleep, Connor? I'm trying not to.